So many games all on your phone. So many games get in the zone. So many games on your tablet. So many games you gotta have it. So many games. Welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, the premier podcast that tells you what to game, how to game, and when to do it. Oh, so refreshing. Do I tell people how to game? I don't know. It's a collective we, (laughs) because you are are part of us. Shocked face. My name is Corey, but you can call me Rocker. Only Prue can call me Rocks. And with me are Big L. Yellow. Hello, Koosh Moose. Hello. Hello, Koosh. And this week is not Kenny again. He is enjoying his time off. We have brought back Matriarch. Hello. Hello. I'm glad that you could join us today. I'm glad to be here today. All right. Let's kick it off. Uh, We do have a packed show with uh, some big news that as all good podcasts do, record, and then the big news drops right after it. So uh, get ready for some console news coming up shortly. But first, the game showcase. Nate, tell me about Goner. Yes. So uh, one of my favorite podcasts a couple weeks ago mentioned that Goner was going away on the 15th. So I just mm. had to go in and get it done. Now, I know that when uh, when Goner first came out, um, there were a lot of people that were interested on the discord in the daily runs. So like when you're trying to get specific weapons, I think actually when the solution came out, or at least when the solution became popular for how uh, good the scythe was um, on the discord, people were saying, Oh, today, if you go today, you'll get the shark fin backpack or you'll get the whatever, or it's a really easy day to do the, uh, the 20 bounces uh, on, you know, without touching the ground. So I had already dove this game. I had already uh, picked up a lot of achievements um, enough to make it to the point where, yeah, I should probably continue with this game. Uh, And then, you know, I put it down and did, you know, numerous other things. But when the alert came in and said, this thing is going away, I said, yes, I totally need to play that. And then I didn't. And I went and I played some other things instead and then came back uh, with about uh, two or three days to spare. And really started focusing on Goner. And uh, I, by the skin of my teeth, finished it uh, last night. I think it was last night. Um, Yeah, it was last night around midnight or one, something like that, Eastern time. So when you were rocking those hymno reflexes? Yeah. (laughs) No, it wasn't quite that late. It was about an hour or two shy of that, I think. So it was about 1.30 or so in the morning. Got it done. I was getting a little worried. I, I had been playing on my PC or uh, through my system that uh, streams through my PC and the lag on the last level was killing me. Like, uh, So the way it works, um, as you get five kills in short ter- uh, ter- turn between kills, um, you keep that streak up, you'll get a sigil. And you can sell that sigil at the sh- a shop, which is typically the fourth level uh, per map that you're going through. 
and um, you can buy hearts back. So when, when you're having a hard time, you can refill your hearts in the shops if you collect these sigils. So going into the very last level or the very last world called Death World, it's crazy town. It's totally crazy town. But they're throwing guys at you left and right, so you can get a lot of kills, you can get a lot of sigils, so that if you make it to the shop, you can refill your hearts almost certainly. So I was sitting there just killing a whole bunch of stuff, and I think that that was the problem. I think I just killed too many enemies... And only on that level, there are these big floaty enemies that come back as ghosts. So they only count uh, as kills the first time you kill them, and they're, they're a darker, more solid color. When they come back as ghosts, they're a lighter color, and I don't think they contribute to your streak. So I had been farming um, for way too long, and I think I had too many enemies on the screen, and it totally locked up. And I had a really good run going that time, so I had to just bail. I then went out to um, my living room and played there and it still took me, I don't know, another five runs uh, to get, to get the one that actually just worked. And I got uh, at the very end, I got the achievement for killing the last boss. I got the achievement for um, finding a secret off the screen after you kill the last boss. And then I got also the achievement for a deathless run. Uh, so the first time I killed the boss wow. happened to be my deathless run. And uh, when you're killing that last boss, uh, it's a very long room and it's kind of like a slow step down. Uh, and when you get to the very bottom of those stairs, there's a skeleton in the corner and you have to touch that. Uh, if you, if you kill the boss too quickly, that's a good thing. Uh, but when you're trying to get the achievement, that's a bad thing because it won't let you go touch that skeleton. The only other time, I think I only made it to the boss three times. The very first time I made it to the boss, I was able to go down, touch that skeleton, get the achievement. And then I died immediately after Second time was a fail, and the third time was I just happened to get lucky. Uh, one of the solutions said to use um, the lightning gun. The very first thing I read in the walkthrough said use the shotgun, but the lightning gun ended up being so much better. So I have a question or two for you. Now, I didn't yes. start Goner at all, so I feel no obligation to play this now that it is out of Game Pass. Um, but two questions. First of all, the completion estimate on TA is four to five hours. But uh -huh. my understanding, right, is a lot of this is dependent <laughs> on those daily tasks that come up. And if you're fortunate to have them cycle. So, like, if you were to sit down and play this game in one day, is four to five hours even reasonably possible? If I had already beaten the game and gotten all the achievements, I could probably go back and maybe, maybe uh, beat the game in four hours. So I'll give um, you my credentials then. <laughs> yeah well i i wouldn't be able to do that then <laughs> but no it's it's anyone saying four to six or whatever is uh you know they're a little high on themselves i think okay so that said next question the top review of the game on ta is quote one of the worst games i've ever played where do you fall on this yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, oh, okay. I, well, no, I agree where he's coming from. <laughs> when you look at the game, it looks horrible. And when you're moving through the game, it's weird. They make some weird design choices. Um, you can't see the entire level. So uh, as you're, you know, a lot of platformers and a lot of doing well in platformers is dependent upon picking your path through the, through the level. And you only can see around you in kind of like a halo. And as you get close to walls, they're kind of like, fly in and and make uh, make a solid wall that you can jump on. So that part's pretty cool, but it, it's a weird decision. Um, and it's also very hard to figure out the game because it doesn't tell you anything. 
Like all of the weapons are just pictures of a weapon. The gun is a vertical line. The shotgun is a slightly thicker vertical line. The, um, the lightning gun looks like a weird German or a, a, yeah, weird German letter. Uh, the laser gun looks like a slightly less fancy German letter. Um, so all, <laughs> everything is very obtuse and it's not explained. There's no text. You, you have to figure everything out. So yeah, first blush, the game is horrible. Why did they make this thing? Um, but the more you play it, the more I really liked it. It sounds like you're describing roguelite as a genre for the most part. Well, yeah, but some some roguelites do a good job of explaining uh, what you're doing. Like, there's no explanation that tells you, oh, if you kill five enemies within a certain amount of time between each kill, you get this sigil. It, they just kind of show up and you're just kind of like, oh, well, why is that happening? And then if you're going for the 50 streak or the 100 streak of kills without breaking the streak, um, the screen starts shaking and, and colors start going weird and, you know. It gets very weird as you're, as you're working towards that, but there's nothing that tells you anything about that unless you're looking at the achievements. That's the only thing that where there's text in this game that kind of helps you to figure that out. So now that the price, now that it's off game pass is nine 99, is it safe to assume you wouldn't recommend getting it unless you're someone that might need to complete it now that it's on your tag? Yeah. And I, you know, when it goes on sale, it'll be $5, right? So Most probably, likely, yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad price. And there's supposed to be a gone or two, which I'm excited about. Sorry, Al. <laughs> Did I steal your I stole your question. So if gone or two ever does come out, I would assume that there's going to be a goner um, sale at the same time. Yeah, I was actually going to ask about gone or two uh, as well. It's supposed to come out this year. Um, and let's say that it comes out and it's $10 as well, maybe 15. Let's say 15, brand new game. Is Would you buy a gone or two at 15? No, because I, I have a pretty good feeling it's coming to Game Pass at some point. Yeah, I was going to mention that. So it's by Raw Fury is the publisher. Uh, some of their other games you might have noted. Uh, mm-hmm. Dandara, Star mm-hmm. Renegades, Nightcall, West of Dead. Uh, all of those are in Game Pass. So I would definitely suspect that the sequel will come eventually. Yep. Uh, but are you excited to play another a sequel to Goner? Maybe not next week, but um, when it eventually comes out, yeah, possibly. I, I think roguelite is becoming one of my, not definitely not my favorite genre, but it's in my top seven. Yeah, I've noticed. You're starting to worry me. Yeah. Well, Corey, remember last year was really pushing for this to be the year of the roguelite, so maybe we can get some traction for that once the year of the RPG expires. I'm down. Whoa. I'm less down, but <laughs> would do. All right. First of all, I have a food-related question. Why is this game called Goner Blueberry Edition? Guess is uh, as good as mine. <laughs> because he's blue. Okay. I don't know. There's weird. There's weird I'm guessing it's on it. I don't know. All right. Anyway, um, when you did the combo, you went through normally because I know um, there was a solution to do the hidden room in the first area. Do you know about that? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm horrible at that hidden room. I'm just garbage. I, yeah. I maybe get one sigil out of that room. I cannot stay afloat, uh, hitting things. So no, I skipped that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I played this game. I started it, I guess the same as you when there was a daily challenge. I can't believe it was almost a year ago already. It was back in November, 2019, to get the the floor is lava, twenty enemies in a row, jumping on twenty enemies in a row. 
I mean, this game is the epitome of a Game Pass bump. Oh, yeah. 16,000 people started this game. What are you all crazy? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it has really the, easy TA when G-Task is going on. Look look at how many people have these achievements. 400, 500, 600. It's insane. I mean, it's and it's deceptive. Like You think, like, okay, it's not so bad. And then you hit that wall where you actually have to try a bit yep. and you have to get good at the game. And once you get good at the game and you kind of understand <laughs> the systems, then getting that 50 is not so bad. At first, I couldn't get 50. I, I went yeah. multiple times. I was like, this is impossible. But then as I'm going for the 100, I'm getting 50 every time. And then as I'm playing the game after I've got the 100, which took me a whole bunch of tries as well, uh, I'm I'm constantly finding myself stopping from keeping my streak going because the screen is getting way too colorful and way too shaky. <laughs> I'm like, this is annoying. Like stupid 50 streak is right around the corner. Uh. Um, yeah. So to go back and answer Elle's first question, sorry to cut you off, but the blueberry edition, just to clarify, because steam has cool information like this uh, is it was an update to the game. It added weapons, heads, enemy types, a new challenge, uh, and it also claims, yes, there are blueberries, but I, I don't know what that <laughs> means. So, uh, oh, yeah, new world, fishes and blueberries. So that's what it sounds like. Like they, <laughs> okay. but it, it, We didn't see that version. Yeah. By the time it came out to Game Pass, it was already updated. But just to clarify that it, it was different. It did add some new stuff. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to complete it before I left Game Pass. I... Got the 50 combo when it appeared on my RTDL a couple months ago, and it didn't, of course, didn't stick with it. But uh, um, this month I had the one for beating the fourth level, the uh, robot world, I think, and I couldn't even beat the third level. Oh, no, excuse me. The fourth level is the shoot world, but I couldn't beat the robot world, the third level. So I give up. And we were talking to Freem last night, actually, and he said he got up to the last boss and died on the last boss. So he he gave up, too, I think. Yeah. The last boss is, you know, to learn the mechanics of it, uh, it's a little bit different than everything else. So it's like you're almost guaranteed to lose uh, your first time. Uh, yeah. So when Freem listens to this in about seven months, uh, Goner 2 Raspberry Edition will definitely be out. Well, I have a game that is new. Uh, so it's definitely not uh, leaving anytime soon or being delisted or getting a sequel. <laughs> uh, but the game uh, in question is called Bounty Battle. So this is a new game. It just came out at the end of August. And it, on paper, sounds amazing. Unfortunately, the character selection screen is the best part of the game. Oh, no. So Bounty Battle is a mix between like a standard 2D fighting game and Smash Brothers. Uh, and it's the key part about it is that it takes indie characters from many different games. Most of them are really good games, a lot of favorites uh, for myself. Uh, and it and it puts these characters into this world, and they're kind of like battling to control this universe. The story is very vague. You so far, you only get a glimpse of it through the opening cutscene. I have not seen any other story to it. Uh, it's local multiplayer only, no online. It has a tournament mode that, unless it was bugged, I could not switch characters, and I was stuck with a bounty battle original character that I had to complete that tournament for, and I could not beat like the fourth out of fifth stage. 
it was way too hard. It was a 1v2 match, and I had to knock them off like maybe five times. Could not do it. Uh, and it also has regular single player versus bots, and then, uh, again, the local versus mode. Uh, and that's about it. Uh, as far as the fighting goes, you have to manage your health and your mana, uh, which is used for some attacks. You have to manage uh, your bounty, which you get bounty points for performing different moves. But if you perform the same move multiple times, uh, you get less and less, and you might even lose them. I can't remember. Uh, the problem is that you the game is like minimal combinations, which is not suit a fighter. Like you can like hit X and Y, and you can hit them in a direction, and that's about it. There's no crazy combinations you have to do. Uh, if you have enough bounty bucks or whatever, you can do like their little quote unquote super move that doesn't do much. Uh, you can bring a sidekick out, which is kind of like the the smash part about it. Uh, but guess what? That sidekick does jack squat. <laughs> it, it just like I, I was playing the Steam World Dig Guy. Uh, spoiler alert: you get the Steam World Dig Guy, and there's a Steam World Dig Girl who pops out as a sidekick. She was like walking around with me. She was doing absolutely nothing in this fight. Uh, so she was completely useless. Uh, so like I said, they, unfortunately it is not a great fighter, uh, but it does have some amazing characters. So we're talking Juan from Guacamelee is in there. You Sold. have hollow. Yeah. That was like my thing <laughs> right there. Hollow Knight boys in there. Al boys in there. This blasphemous boy, pointy boy there is in there. <laughs> you have some Axiom Verge lab dude, because I haven't played the game, so I can't say who he is. And of course, I'm mentioning all the Vayner people first. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Don't and forget Kush's favorite. Uh, who's your favorite? Dead Cell. It's the Dead Cell. It's the oh, human yeah, from yeah, Dead there, Cell. The it's dead totally cell. That's not, not a Vayner. So. Yeah. so yeah, Dead Cell's in there, and then some others. They... They each have like their own stage, which that's cool. But like I said, it's a very poor fighter game. Probably the worst fighter that I have played in recent memory. Definitely on the Xbox One. I'm very disappointed in it. Uh, I probably hyped it up too much in my head because I love all of these characters and I love when you, I love collaborations and crossovers. So this was like the perfect game for me. And uh, unfortunately, it just fell flat. Uh, as far as the achievements goes, it's going to be like just your standard fighting grind. It actually doesn't look terrible, and some people have completed it. Uh, the worst part about it is completing the tournament mode for everybody. Uh, but apart from that, you just need to like KO and eject a thousand opponents. But you can do that in versus mode, and like I said, you just stand up your nephew and an idle controller and go to town and you can easily get it. So as far as the achievements go, it's not terrible if you can like figure out this tournament mode. Other than that, I can't really recommend the game. It's a $25 game at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, launch discount of 20 bucks, but I'm sure that's going to go away soon. Uh, e- even then, I would, I would have to stay, stay clear of that. So sorry to bring the bad news. That's so to you. sad. You've you've played Goner great... or at least dabbled in Goner, Corey. I I did. I uh, I gave it two hours according to TA. It's probably right. 
I still couldn't tell you anything about the game in two hours, but yeah, I did play it. <laughs> okay, so Goner, which we've already established is the worst game that somebody's played ever, has a TA rating of like 2.9 or so. Bounty Battle has a 1.3 overall. So is Bounty Battle actually the worst game you've ever played? <laughs> no, like that might be Soda Drinker Pro, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it might it's it's down there for sure. Four votes. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't voted for it. I, I don't really rate stuff on TA. Uh, I'm surprised to see that it has almost 100 starters, 87 as of right now. I, I can't really see them getting much more. Uh, it, it's this, as far as I can tell, it's the studio's first game. Um, and uh, it was published by Merge Games, which makes good games. Um, so I was... I think the concept is there, but they ver- they lack in the execution. I'm loving this art style. It, it's just not good. I, and I like the art style, too. Yeah. Like, it's like you, the art style of um, Battle Chasers Night War. Which are in that game. You know, yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like that seems yeah. to be the, the style that they took as kind of like the main style. All the ingredients are there for a very fun experience. Well, do you but, think this is a game that could be salvageable with updates down the line? I don't know if they're planning to support it, but if they did, could that redeem it? Yeah, I was thinking about that. I Definitely updates could help um, help the game. The, just fighting other characters, it feels... You can just tell when a game feels good and when it doesn't feel good. And this game doesn't feel good. Surely they could update the hitboxes and maybe add... Uh, a, a little bit more depth to the combo system. Uh, I think you have to manage too much. I don't really care for this bounty system, um, and I don't care for the mana too much, although it's not too far-fetched. Um, but they could definitely do some updates with that. Uh, and, and like I said, the tournament mode, like you just don't really get much. They don't tell you much, so I, I think that can be fleshed out. And then uh, the last bit is, if they added online, that would help tremendously as well but as it is right now i it, it is really early but i it's, it's going to be hard for me to say that they will probably update the game um i kind of looked at reviews from other sites and it's just not it's not getting the good press so you're saying for folks that are participating in this month's chewy's challenge championship uh sponsored event with uh chesno right the Shiba right. Dojo Punch Club, which is just a oh, yeah. fighting game tournament. This is not a game that you would recommend the folks that are involved in that play. I mean, if they want some easy gamer score and they can like uh, endure pain, which I know that this group can, uh, they might want to hit it up. All, all of my points are from this game, but uh, I, I can't, I can't pull myself to uh, to do that anymore these days. That's fair enough. Yeah, so <sighs> I'm strangely drawn to it. <laughs> I know you Shouldn't are. Be. I know you are. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, plays one. Plays what, yeah. Dead what Cell. What would be Cell. your sale price to pick up a game that has two characters you really like in it, but is otherwise basically unplayable? Yeah, not twenty. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be tough. It would be tough. I like knowing that, like, it's just a straight grind. At least for the achievements, I I don't even know if I could do it. Uh, I would rather just, I think I could watch a video and be satisfied, but. You could be playing yeah. Guacamelee, my friend. 
you know what? I started that. I started a hard campaign on Guacamole One. Ooh. I need to I need to finish that series up, and uh, th- that actually started a couple weeks ago. I haven't gone back to it, but it, it it's such a good game. One game I don't know about is Black the Fall. Can you tell me about Black the Fall, L? I can. I definitely can because I played it. That's good. I have access to it and have never <laughs> played it. Ah, uh, see, Black the Fall is is uh, I mean, does is Limbo esque a genre at this point? Sure, <laughs> I would say yeah. so. I I would classify it as one. Um, it's a puzzle platformer, or so it says. I guess that's accurate. Every screen, you basically need to figure out how to progress and get off of that screen. Um, now, the, the title of the game confuses me. I'm not quite sure what it means. Uh, the black is very accurate. The game is very dark. Um, there is one section a little later on where you wind up going outside and you're like, whoa, this looks really nice. But that's a very short-lived moment. I was surprised to see that it was uh, Square Enix that published it. It was developed by San Sailor Studio. I never heard of them. I don't think they've done anything else. I don't have much to say about it. I tried to do it by myself, but I definitely got stuck a lot. So I went over to Maka's Guide, Teehee, and... Uh, Maka's guide says, oh, an hour and a half. Oh, you'll get the completion. Yeah, okay. Um, So I used, like, I tried to do each screen by myself, and then I consulted either the video guide or the TA walkthrough, and it was just, uh, the whole thing took probably four or five hours, honestly. It took quite a bit. But that's because I was trying to figure stuff out. Now, there's a part later on where you wind up with a little robot friend. Those That was my favorite part of the game. You get him to uh, help you out with the puzzles. It kind of reminded me of the little um, the doggy in uh, Valiant Hearts. He's my little buddy. I won't tell you what happens to him later on. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, the sound design was very good. I wanted to say there's this one part where um, they, they give you little clues throughout. And there was a clue. There was a picture of headphones. So you're supposed to put on your headphones and the screen is dark, completely black, and you have to listen and the fountain goes on and off. And when the fountain goes off, you have to run past it and then you have to listen and for the next one. So that was cool. Um, I One thing I have to say is that the final achievement in the game did not pop for me last night when I played it. Um, luckily, there is a chapter select. So I went back and redid that whole section today and it did pop this time. I would have been very annoyed if there was no chapter select and I had to go through the whole game again for that achievement. And then this game has another weird achievement for going on the bike at the very beginning of the game and you have to hold down the X button for about 15 minutes to get another achievement. Another 100G achievement. Just just a strange game. There's some missables, but you can play it on your own and do the chapter select if you miss anything. Anyone else play this, Diddy? Oh, I did. And I have commentary. So I'm going to share it now. Black the Fall, I think you're kind of selling it short a little bit. Um, I think similar to Limbo, the game doesn't uh, force feed its story to you. Like it's called Black the Fall because the character you're playing, his name is Black. And the whole game is um, sort of a story about communism and the fall of communism and communist ideals. So there's more to it than that. And I think... Like, I know you played this game pretty straight, right? Like, this wasn't something where you started it months ago because you got an no. achievement this month. So you played through the I mean, whole thing, right? Yes, correct. 
took about a week, but yes, not I didn't put it down for significant lengths of time. I think similar to Limbo and Inside, it's the kind of game where playing with the achievements in mind hurts it. Like the achievement list is built almost exactly like Limbo Inside. There are um, a couple of story achievements, but a lot of it's for finding things as you go through. So it's if you're playing just looking for those things and to the chapter select, you're not paying attention to what it's trying to get you to see because the story is not told in words. It's told in um, sort of uh, like metaphors and things you see in the background that indicate certain things to you and in uh, obviously in pictures and stuff like that. So I'm not saying Black the Fall is the greatest game ever or anything. And I think if you look at puzzle platformer uh, of this style as a genre, so we're looking at Limbo, Inside, Black the Fall, and like Albert and Otto. Albert and Otto is at the bottom of that scale, <laughs> and Limbo's at the top of that scale, and Black the Fall is sort of like middle tending upper. I, I think my opinion of it's a little different than yours, obviously, but I, I think it sells it a little short to, you know, if you're playing it just for achievements, play it just for achievements, follow the guide, you'll get it done. I, I My hour counter wound up being seven. I didn't use guides for the game, so it obviously took me quite a bit longer, uh, but I enjoyed it, actually, just as sitting and kind of taking in what the story was trying to tell me without using words. I mean, kudos to you. I thought it was some of the things were kind of hard to figure out, especially in the beginning with that like remote device that you have and figuring mm-hmm. out how to point that and get the guys to move around. Just That's why I like the robot stuff better. I got a better sense of how what the game wanted you to do mm-hmm. to solve those puzzles. Corey, you had a thought? I was going to say, you already know what I'm going to ask. This two to three hour estimate... Uh, and your 14-hour tracked game, game time, how much of that is uh, play time, you think? And how much of it is sleeping? Uh, uh, no, I mean, no, no I, I think it was like maybe five or six hours or something like that, definitely. And I also found another fun stat. There's a death counter on TA. Did you see that, Michelle? I didn't, but I'll look at it All now. right. No, don't look at it. I want to want to quiz you. <laughs> uh, that's not what I came but go Who ahead. do you think had more deaths, me or you? <laughs> I mean, you followed a guide, so probably me. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> oh, well then. <laughs> I didn't follow all the way through, but oh my gosh. Actually, number one was Bills. He had about 300 deaths. I had 276 deaths, and you had 220 deaths. So you're actually number three right below oh. me on my friends list. <laughs> well then. Yeah, you will die a lot. because it's. I was going to say, the other thing I felt just the genre i don't know it's just it's so much trial and error that you almost have to die to try to figure out what you have to do right and you can't just like look at the screen and say oh i know what i have to do sometimes you have to die over and over like okay let me try this now let me try this now i just don't know if i love the genre Kush, did you play this i did uh i had 181 deaths Oh, yeah, look at that. Well, then, aren't <laughs> um, you just you, good at you. platformers? Whew. This is <laughs> no, why you completed Goner. This is a long time ago that I played this. This was um, 2018, I want to say, is when it looks like I completed it. Oh, yeah, um, forever ago. <laughs> yeah, but I was I was really looking forward to this game, and, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I was in a kind of a limbo mood, but I didn't want to actually go and do limbo because that game's hard. So, um, so I was looking for things that I could do that weren't limbo. And now I see I'm confusing this game with monochroma as well. Have you played that? 
I haven't. No. It's very similar. It's a puzzle platformer uh, along the lines of Limbo and Black the Fall. Uh, and I enjoyed both of those games. Um, but, uh, yeah. No, it was good. And then right after that, Albert and Otto, or Albert and Opro, yeah. depending on who you're talking to. <laughs> Albert um, and Opro. But, yeah. So, I, I really enjoy these types of games. So, when a new one comes out, I'm really into it. The deal with these games is they're generally good for achievement hunters because the achievements... Uh, almost always feature chapter select so you can go in and get the things you need after a playthrough but achievement hunters generally are bound to find the path of least resistance get through the game quickly dive in dive out for the achievements and there's nothing wrong with playing that way if that's your preference but i think games like these are at their best when you really sit with them and take them in for what they're trying to do not all of them are good enough to merit that but I would argue that Black the Fall was. So I know this game based off the uh, the title and the box art, and it and I know it because it goes on sale quite frequently. Uh, it's been on sale at least five times this year. <laughs> yes, the Square uh, Enix five dollars. <laughs> Square Enix games like to, oh, yeah. to go on sale. That's when I picked it up. Yeah, and I have I have about forty people who have completed the game, so it's not hard. Uh, a lot of people have it. For those who don't have it, would you recommend it? when it goes on these deep sales under five bucks. I mean, it's nice to have a non Rattalika, non, <laughs> you know, sometimes you game that you can call a quote unquote easy one K, but yeah, I would say at $15. No, at seven fifty just sounds right. Okay. Under seven fifty. So, I mean, at, at this point, anytime it goes on at. sale, it's going to be under that for sure. I think it's been yeah. under lately, but. Uh, it's been it's been four it's been six bucks uh at the beginning of the year and then it's been under five every okay. other time so that'd be great i would say five or six yeah you're getting a steal play it Corey. yeah i'd agree too you said when you said limbo you lost me there like i just don't want to experience that well it doesn't well, have like, a five deaths run or anything like that yeah it doesn't have that doesn't i'm not even extra. talking about that just that that's a very like slow gameplay loop and i just i'm, I'm done i don't yeah. need to do that it's it, way too yeah. yeah, for it, me. it is exactly that type of game. Yeah. yeah you should watch a video. I think I'm good on that too. <laughs> you maybe, should watch the speed run. To fall asleep. <laughs> games, slow games done quick. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to Michelle. Um, what do you have to spotlight for us this week? So typically when I get to join you guys, because it's not frequent at this point, I usually have all this stuff that I try to parse down to like, two things but really like seven things i'm trying to talk about within two things so as to not overrun the panel but lately i honestly have been playing more for fun so most of my playing lately has been lots of gems of war rocket league games where i either already have all the achievements or am so far away from achievements that that's not really what i'm playing for at this time that said i did come up with a couple so uh, i played recently probably the game i've spent the most time with that isn't Gems of War or Rocket League is deleveled. So I streamed this last week. We were lucky enough and fortunate enough to receive a review code from the developer. And it is a puzzle game. I guess it might be a puzzle platformer too, but it's not obviously in the vein of uh, Black the Fall. That might need its own new genre classification at some point. In the game, you have two boxes. There's one on the top of a block and one on the bottom of the block. If you move left, both of them move left. If you move right, both of them move right. And it's momentum-based puzzles. So they both start on the top of blocks on opposite sides. You move to the right, they both fall off. Now that they've both fallen off, they hit the middle and they bounce. 
and there's a line in the middle that separates them. Anytime the two boxes touch each other, game over. Anytime one falls off a ledge, game over. And most of the game is about manipulating the boxes so that you press switches and then you finish the level. Deleveled is good at what it does. Um, I liked it. I played the first world actually on stream and it was super helpful because MDP and Jables are apparently genius level people at playing puzzles like that. So if I got stuck at something like, just go left, huh, just go left. <laughs> uh, and the achievement names are really clever in this game. The, each, each world has 10 levels. One of the levels in that world has a pair of sparkly switches, and those sparkly switches open up a special level, and those are each an achievement. And every one of those sparkly switch achievements is actually a palindrome, just like deleveled is, right? Same way forward and same way backward. So one of them is Avid Diva. So I, the achievement names are just super clever, and I enjoy that. All of that said, if you like momentum-based puzzlers, physics-based puzzlers, things of that, it's very minimalistic, but it's good at what it does. I'm one of those folks that I skate through the first 40%, and then my brain just turns into pudding, and I can't figure out how to solve them anymore. And I hit that line about World 5. So maybe someday I'll stream it again, and Jables will just tell me the answers. Or at some point, I'm sure someone will come up with a video. Even with a video, it's not going to be an easy completion because there's still a certain degree of actually being able to manipulate the two boxes correctly. But I don't think it's going to be impossible to do by any means. It's just going to take some time. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And again, appreciate that we were able to get a copy. Uh, it's $10, which is I actually think fair if you're into this kind of thing, if you're not so much weight, you know, half off at $5 again is, is fair. It's a good challenge. So if those puzzles are your thing, I, I would say to go for it. Well, maybe to make you feel a little better, but as I'm looking at the achievements, they seem to be going in order through the levels, like in, in mm -hmm. terms of what the most often one, it's like one, two, three, four, right seven, eight, nine, and then it comes around to five towards the very end of, you know, achievements that have been earned. So your brain turning into pudding is probably <laughs> common uh, in world five. Well, that's, that's good to know. So each, each world introduces a new element, right? So the first world introduces you to switches. And then the second world has these walls where you can only pass through them in one direction. So if you try to come back the other direction, you can't come back through. The third world introduces platforms that disappear, and that all affects your momentum, right? Because if one side, the platform disappears, and now that top block falls down to the bottom one, instead of them bouncing at the same time, they're going to bounce in uh, sort of a rhythm with each other. So each one introduced these new elements, and whatever the fifth stage element was, I don't remember right now off the top of my head, I just, I didn't understand it. So I, I kind of just stopped there. But you can open up the later worlds because opening up worlds is based on the amount of stars you earn. And you earn stars by doing no death runs of each stage. So you could potentially open up later worlds without finishing earlier worlds. Hey, Corey, quick quiz. Uh, what's the fifth element? <laughs> Space. L. Uh, Natasha Headstrich. Oh, M, you know it. I probably should. <laughs> Hydrogen, helium, oxygen. Hmm. Gloria. Uh, <laughs> his wife's oh a my. science teacher, so my. he's going to go phone a I friend. wonder if someone's going to win something <laughs> if they figure this out. 
wink, wink. Oh. Console commands. Damn it. <laughs> Foil again. Figure out what I'm thinking. Maybe they'll win something. I do like some of these achievements, um, the palindrome achievements, and they seem to strangely uh, gravitate toward L. I prefer pie mm. <laughs> and desserts, I stressed. Yep. This game definitely is calling out to me, especially right now when I noticed that there are 68 people with this game on. Uh, I may have to throw this game on my tag now. <laughs> Well, and then there you go, perfectly setting you up for Dr. Awkward, which yeah. you know, is always appropriate. It also looks like the game is $2 off right now. It's got the early release discount. It did just come out September 10th, so it's only been out as of this recording five days as of when this gets released, about a week. So it's still fairly new. Uh, there's one completion, but who knows if that completion is a real completion or a questionable completion uh, because beyond the one person who's allegedly completed it the next highest rated person uh, only has 835 of the games available 6173 TA so it's a little unlikely that that person has done it but maybe they have maybe they're just super good at these kinds of things there are no guides I for the game I don't yet. know they have less than 4000 gamer score oh boy so, I call suspect uh, maybe we should submit a submit something to the investigations team so they know what's going on um but yeah it's it it's again it's a little hard to explain because it's kind of a little obtuse but um it's it's solid for what it is if you like a puzzle game of this nature especially if it hits a five dollar price point you're good to go yeah did i say natasha henstridge i was thinking of the species check i always got her confused with the <laughs> Mila Jovovich. You were much closer. I, yep. I don't know what I was thinking. I've She's from like Resident Evil. So 15 yeah. minutes of that movie. Does that count? No? Well, that's my okay. Friend, my friends, yeah. My friends love the fifth element. I was never really into it. Any updates on your 90% club, Nate? Yeah, I'll go real quick. I will go. I'll go through. I love it really that quickly. concept, by the way. I I totally am going to look through that myself because I know I have a couple good candidates. So, so good. Oh, thinking. see, I can say I recommend it. I can also say I don't recommend it. Um, if you're playing for fun, then yeah, you're gonna love it. Um, <laughs> if you're playing for achievements and for gamer score, uh, it's really gonna it's really gonna hand uh, handcuff you. Um, my uh, my achievement count. And my gamer score count has really gone down. Not that I'm so focused on that these days. Uh, you know, what comes will come. But um, as I'm looking at it and I'm, you know, perhaps in a contest that's going on right now on TA, um, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, geez, I really need to actually play some games that are going to offer up some, you know, achievements here uh, in a couple of days at least, uh, rather than just grinding endlessly uh, on uh, treasure yetis and such. Um, so yeah, so what I had been playing this week, uh, I last talked about it last week was blast and bunnies. I wanted to get done. Guess what? Got it done. Um, I, I had to, you know, kill a whole bunch of, uh, bosses did that. Uh, I let my uh, cousin or my cousin, sorry, I let my nephew go ahead and kill the rest of the blue bunnies for me. Um, and that got done. I then went ahead and said, you know what? I'm going to knock out Western Press as well. Now, Western Press, if you're not familiar with the game, is basically um, a quick time event, the game. Um, and you are basically just doing a shootout with the computer or with a second player. But let's be honest, I don't have a player too. So 
I'm just playing against the computer and uh, you can set it up in such a way that there's only two buttons that can be pressed and no button is allowed to repeat, which means that it's either left trigger, right trigger or right trigger, left trigger, you know, 15 times or whatever until it's done. That's very easy to, um, you know, tell the Cronus how to do that uh, and then get that done. So I knocked out the 50 and the 100 matches, which were the only two achievements I had left because I just didn't want to grind them. So that game is off the list now. Uh, and then I had talked to uh, my buddy Freem because I noticed that he had some achievements in Plant versus, uh, Plants versus Zombies Garden Warfare on the 360 that he never got at the time that those boosts went around. He was missing things like um, uh, Yeti diamonds, you know, so the ones that drop only from the treasure Yeti. Uh, he was missing um, some vampires uh, from the vampire superwave, and he was also missing the vampire superwave. So I think he only had three achievements that he needed, whereas I needed a uh, level 10, a cumulative level of 50 across all my characters, uh, a couple of uh, uh, Yeti treasure or treasure Yeti diamonds, and also killing the treasure Yeti. Um, so he and I went through it. The very first time we went through, we got the treasure Yeti. And we started fighting him. He, I think he dropped maybe one diamond for Freem. Uh, Freem got the kill. <laughs> I didn't get the Vintage kill. Vintage Freem. <laughs> uh, I, luckily, we, I ran. You know, we ran into the water. We still had like a a soldier zombie alive, so the wave didn't end. Uh, we were able to just jump into the the ocean and restart that. But I just couldn't kill it. Um, and then I think we saw it maybe one more time, uh, and we never saw you know, the vampire super wave, but we also got him his vampires. Uh, that did happen, uh, but not on a vampire super wave. So I, we were you know talking about going to do it again. Uh, and then I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to watch another video. So I watched a video of someone going and just doing it. And luckily from all the grinding I had been doing, I unlocked the toxic pea shooter and that made all the difference. So I just got close to him, you know, because it has, um, basically a damage over time effect, um, of the, the radiations that when you hit him and also when you get close to him, he takes damage as well. You don't even have to shoot him. You just have to be near him and he takes uh, area of effect damage. Um, and basically this guy was just like chasing him around and like staying right in his face, which doesn't work very well with other pea shooters because he'll freeze you and you, you know, you don't do so well. So I went through, I got that. And then I said, you know what? I've got a ton of money from everything else I had done. So I knocked it out. I used uh, one achievement yesterday and I used the last two achievements I needed today. So more on that later, but yeah, so I'm, I'm knocking through the, the 90% list and I don't know what I'm going to do next, but uh, I do have some easy ones. So we'll see. That's awesome. I have some ones that are not so easy, but yeah, so I'm, I'm still chewing away at it. I haven't stopped yet. You start with the easy ones, so you feel like you're making progress, and then yes, I, give I up try on to. I tell you, I was hating life doing, uh, looking for treasure yetis and also for, for hunting bosses, uh, in in Blast and Bunnies. It was just, it was so annoying to do two things that were, uh, you know, random number generation. I was, I was at the whim of the RNG, so, uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna try to do some things that are definite things I can knock out and not have to, uh, you know, wait to see if it's gonna show up. All right. Well, much like our nights have been going, uh, Elle and I have been ending mostly for fun and not achievement. So we'll end the showcase with that. But first, do you have anything else, Michelle, that you'd like to share? I do. I just want to talk super briefly about HyperDot. So 
as you know, Devin and I sometimes do a segment about Game Pass games, and HyperDot's one I've kind of sort of been interested in, but he already started it, so that's not a good candidate for the segment. So I started it because I haven't really been playing for achievements, and I needed something new so I can also make progress on a certain TA competition that's going right now. HyperDot, if you haven't played it, is a twin-stick shooter, kind of, with no shooting. It's Or a bullet hell where all you're doing is dodging. You don't actually fire. The game is made up of a whole bunch of short stages. Sometimes they're 10 seconds, sometimes they're 25 seconds, where you have to either survive a certain amount of time or sit in a certain circle for a certain amount of time. And that's most of the gameplay. I like HyperDot, but like every game of this type, I really want to be good at it, and I'm just not. It makes me terribly depressed every time I play. So there's one achievement to survive for 45 seconds on the classic mode of the game. 43 seconds every single time. Just cannot make it those last two seconds because I'm not very good at it. But if you are into these sort of bullet hell type games, it's very easy to play. It's very minimalistic. But I had one other little achievement side note for it. So I started it last night on my one. Uh, it is a Game Pass game. It is also, it is Game Pass for PC and Game Pass on the console. So I started on the one last night. I thought I would have all this free time at work today. So I brought my Surface there and had no free time. So I came home and played it really quick. And as soon as I booted it up, I had only gotten up to stage 11 yesterday, but it gave me the stage 25 achievement. Don't know why, mm-hmm. but just uh, putting it out why. there. You don't no, know why. Eh? I don't know why. Go ahead, Corey. I'm trying to find the episode number, <laughs> but uh, we did talk there. So yeah, HyperDot has a an, an exploit, in oh. it. and uh, it, well, it, it doesn't seem to be known the exact. I have listened to every episode. I must have just like, I try not to exploit these cheats, so I probably just pushed it out of my brain. Yeah, like I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it. We don't think people know exactly how to unlock the achievements they want to unlock. But it seems to be, if I recall correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, Kush, you want to unlock as little amount of achievement as possible on the one platform and then switch over to the next one and then keep going like that. Because each time you have to sync up, it like will unlock a random achievement or something like that. Yeah, it's something like that. It's when you when you play on two different systems, like an Xbox and the PC, and you flip-flop between them, as you do that, randomly achievements will, will pop. Do we want to try this live? Because uh, <laughs> I could just boot it up on my one now and let you know what happens. I earned one achievement yesterday and two achievements today in line with a certain TA competition. <laughs> Should I try it out? I, yeah, I'm not sure if you have to earn a new achievement to get it to pop on the other. I, I no, don't know. as soon as I booted it up, it popped an achievement today. Because okay, I'm only playing it on the PC because uh, I didn't want to. I'm actually enjoying the challenge of it. Um, I like no, the game a lot. On. It's it's fun. I know, I know. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, yeah, I it's a fun game. The stages are bite size, so exactly. it, it doesn't feel like this. Like, they, I know they're very specific uh, achievements related to setting certain stages with a certain size play field and with the dark version on or whatever else. But the core of the game is I don't know sixty stages or a hundred stages, however many it is that are just these little bite-sized mini stages. And it actually is like, you feel like you can jump in, play five levels and jump out. And that's really pretty perfect for the way that I've, my attention span has been for games lately. 
And that's actually a good point how you were mentioning that like you have to set different things like the size, the, mm-hmm. the light mode and all that fun stuff. And the, the description in the achievement is not helpful. Like it's misleading. Oh, it's not? No, really? it, it, the descriptions in, in the, you know, saying, Hey, do it on this, this, and this, it's a little bit misleading. But if you look at the solutions for those achievements, people have told you exactly what you need to set it as. Okay. Um, and, and also if you're having, you know, you hit that time and it doesn't work, you need to go back like to the main menu and then, so every time you clear a level where you have to set the settings, go back home, go back in, uh, from start, um, so that you're not, for whatever reason, it was a little bit glitchy like that, but yeah. Yeah. TA's page for it even has a, a flag on the main page. It says this game is known to be buggy. Oh, I just got 50 levels guys. So, uh, switching back Good to you. my one, I did very sure. well. I will play it, go. though. Like, I actually do like it. I, I'm not going to continue to exploit this. This was for science. But it does say that it's known to be buggy and the achievement progress may not track. The achievements may not unlock at all. Or in my case, they may unlock early. Um, but it, the tracking on the game is also really good, too. So there are several achievements for collecting a certain number of power-ups or tokens. Everything is tracked, so it's nice and easy to to follow as a game pass game i I wouldn't pay twenty dollars for this that's that's steep because the game isn't that deep for for game pass it's perfect start to rhyme there uh (laughs) well if you are curious about it um it was talked about in level 94 you can skip right to the end mr mr pale uh of waka ascendants talked about it for gtask so Oh, I'm sure all right. those little... He would, he would never use an exploit. Oh, he wouldn't. Never. He's a delightful gentleman. He's not a console command video guide using cheater like well, some other people. On TA, I have 39 friends who've played this game, and of that number, 15 have completed it. So it's certainly completable. It's definitely got a, a ratio that's misleading because of the Game Pass bump. And it's estimated at a five to six hour completion Given that it took me four times the completion estimate to complete Black the Fall, I imagine it'll take me like 20 or so, but it's definitely doable. I've completed the the most difficult achievement, apparently, by the TA ratio. Which um, one is so that? Everything else should be doable. Which achievement is the most difficult one? Most difficult is to survive for 25 seconds in lateral with only arena size small. So that's one of those where you have to set some modifiers to have it a certain way. But is the description correct in that case, or should I look at the? I don't. Solution? I don't think the description's correct. Yeah, I don't. I just don't even trust the descriptions. Okay, I just. So I just went straight through solutions. and did. Yeah, just just check out the solutions and you're golden. All right, and check out level ninety four to hear Waka's take on the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so let's end the game showcase uh, talking about a little bit of fun that we've been having. L. Tell me about some fun you've had. Fun. Fun. The F word. The big F. Well, as you as we left last week uh, with Tony Hawk, I had finished the first game, and shortly after recording last week, I finished the second game. And as I suspected, once I uh, completed all the objectives, I kind of lost interest a little bit. Um, but I have been playing most days. I missed only one day of playing. So what I was doing is I decided to just go to the next skater and go for all the stat points. And then I believe you told me that I should use my creative skater and do all those challenges and go for the bail videos. I think it was you when you're infinite wisdom. So those stat points are actually in different places for the creative skater. So that was interesting. Usually they're all in the same place always and they're static. 
With that said, I'm I'm currently at uh, 21 of 36 achievements in Tony Hawk, but there are some multiplayer achievements, and we got a nice group together last night to play some Tony Hawk multiplayer. You can have up to eight people, and Corey finally got his uh, multiplayer working. So, ish. Do you ever figure out how that happened, or is it just magic? Um, it seems to be magic. Uh, I had the inclination to just leave the game running because I did see the party thing pop up once before, and, and th- my issue is not multiplayer. Uh, it's with the party system. It just never like signed me in, so I can't log in and like see friends or anything like that. Uh, and I and I saw that one time, so I just said, let me leave the game running, and I checked back on it in a few hours, and it was there. And so I said, I'm not closing this game until I play some Tony Hawk uh, party sessions. So all day long, Tony Hawk was running on my machine, and it, and it stayed there. So uh, it, <laughs> it just I leave, lucked just, out with that. Yeah, what you need to do when you get the Series X is, since you can keep the game save uh, going, just keep it going. <laughs> Never yeah, turn it point. off. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good um, point. So how many people did we have last night? We had Michelle, we had uh, Mr. Rakadud and me, and Volger. And then we had uh, some special guests like MDP and a certain ringer named Ahizo, who I hate to give any sort of credit to or talk positively about but he is really freaking good at that game to the point where he was making it unfun for some stages because you have to get like 150,000 and he would have that done within five seconds and no, on to the next he, it thing. wasn't unfun uh, no, well yeah it was not, it was, not to it talk was, about it it's not yeah it's not his fault it's just it's what you're supposed to do just to finish in five seconds and you got to wait the 30 seconds for the next game to start that's the only thing yeah, and so yeah, not not to talk about it in nauseum because we did that last week. Um, we, we'll talk about the multiplayer part of it yeah, because that 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 is kind of a, a new thing that we did experience this week. And uh, uh, multiplayer in Tony Hawk right now because they I think they are working on updates. Uh, it, you can either play like what they call the jam mode or the competitive mode. They're the exact same thing. I don't yeah. even think you get ranked in competitive. It's just I guess puts you in a, a lobby with people who are trying mm. to be really, really good. Right. And um that's up to eight players. And when you're in a party with friends, you like L said, you can get up to eight. So you can actually lock down your own lobby. Uh unfortunately you can't pick what you want to do. Uh you just get thrown into a stage and you go through all of the the multiplayer I guess games or modes uh, and then you move on to the next stage uh, and you have no control over that. So it happened a couple times when we had that, we backed out and we brought in somebody else to the party and uh, we'd go back in to multiplayer and we'd have a repeat stage. So that kind of, that could use some updating. Um, and then additionally, uh, as far as the game modes go, as long as you can combo, you'll be pretty, pretty solid. There's a, uh, who can get to this score the quickest uh, using any number of tricks who can get to the score the quickest using one combo. Uh, and then obviously the highest scores in both of those methods. And then a graffiti mode. Uh, I was a little sad to learn there wasn't a horse mode uh, in online. That is apparently yeah, what about that? set to local. I can only assume that it's because horse is kind of like slow going. Uh, yeah. You have to wait for somebody to do their thing. And if it's eight it makes people, yeah. So can you explain what the horse mode is? Because you guys mentioned it last week, but I wasn't sure 
what that actually was. Do you was. know how it works in basketball? I Yeah, so one person says, I'm going to shoot the ball from here, and the second person copies that, and then they kind of add to it until eventually people can't copy you anymore. Yeah, it's basically you get 10,000 points in a combo, then the other person has to do better than that, or they get a letter. Okay. It's score related. Yeah, it, it has nothing to do with what you do. It just It's all about score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think in the actual the skate games, I think you actually had to nail the trick. That was pretty cool. Uh, but this one is just score. So so yeah, multiplayer is fun. Uh, I, I don't. I, I imagine we will do it again. I, I definitely want to. Uh, there's always stuff that you're grinding towards getting XP and stuff. So it's not like for nothing. It was pretty perfect uh, during Monday Night Football. I had on the laptop, and uh, <laughs> it was a pretty perfect Monday Night game. So. If anyone's interested, I think we would do it again. The, yeah, the, I'm up for it. Yeah. Any other quality of life besides picking, uh, maybe voting on a stage to play? Um, I, I want to see maybe some more modes. I don't know what those would be yet, but that would be good. Uh, picking the stage, obviously. And then... What if they gave you two minutes to get as many objectives as possible, like the normal story stage? I would like that. They already have that baked into the game. Uh, oh, yeah. And when you do multiplayer, there's... Yeah, it's the... Uh, you know when you do skate tours... You have yeah. Tony Hawk 1, Tony Hawk 2, and you have like the whatever the other one oh, is. Oh, is that single session? Uh, yeah, some some kind of like, I think it says ranked, but I don't think you get a rank. Uh, each stage and across the two games have two modes. Uh, who what, Whatever, I think it's whatever score you can get in the amount of time, and then that's tracked, uh, and then how fast you can complete all the goals. That would be pretty fun to do with other people and... If you think it's like calamity when you get other people in the, the stage, it's not really. There's no collision on. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that would be amazing. I would love to see that in multiplayer. Good call. So I'm thinking I'm going to be a little politely contrarian. Um, first, Kush, are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm okay. I just uh, I have not played this game. Did you play it at all, like in your younger years? Um, I've played some skate games, but... You know, I used to, you know, uh, actually skateboard. So when it came to uh, playing a skateboarding game, I'm an old guy. So imagine like little me uh, doing crazy (laughs) stuff like that. Yeah, I was into that. I was into um, freestyle bikes as well. So I did a whole bunch of that stuff uh, when I was growing up. But yeah, when it came to video games, like the games just weren't great or they just didn't hook me. Uh, at the time, and I think I don't know if I mentioned it, but I was I was looking back. I think last week when you guys were, uh, you know, gushing about this game, I think I have 14 achievements in all skating games. <laughs> so <laughs> I yeah, I'm not a big skateboarding game guy, even though I own them. And I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds like fun. I just I never in actuality go and play those games. So okay, so as L mentioned last week. I had never played Tony Hawk before. I've watched L play some of the one that's a little bit more like objective based. I always forget which one that is. I, I apologize, L. Um, American Wasteland. Uh, okay, so I've seen L play a little bit of, of that, and I think a little bit of maybe Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD, which apparently was like a terrible, <clears throat> pardon me, HD game. Okay, so maybe. My experience with Tony Hawk as a player is nil. My takeaway is. The game is good at what it does, but man, are the nostalgia goggles strong, super strong. I get the feeling if 
the game was given to review to a bunch of people who were like me's, it would still do well, but it wouldn't be this like solid nines across the board. Everyone should go purchase this for $40 because, hey, at least it's not 60 So that's not to disparage Tony Hawk because it is it is good. But as someone coming at it as a new player, I didn't find the multiplayer fun because I like pressed the A button and the round was over. So it feels a little bit inaccessible to someone like me. So I'm not saying this to counter your points per se, because our levels of experience are different. So we're coming at it from a different point of view. So more to say that if you are somebody listening to this who has never played a Tony Hawk game before, get in there and play it and learn how to play it. And eventually I think you're going to be awesome at it. And you're really, really, really going to enjoy it. But all the folks that are gushing about it have it like imprinted in their brains where all the... Uh, the skate letters are and where all the secret tapes are and that whole learning process that takes time and is a little bit frustrating at times is not there for them so just be mindful of that before you jump into the game still fun still worth playing probably not worth forty dollars to a newcomer but definitely something i would encourage you to experience at some point because all the right notes are there but it, it does have a learning curve. It is not as easy as go in and press. I, I can't tell you how many times I hear multiplayer. Oh, you just button mash. Oh, really? Because I do that and I just wind up falling on my face. It's because I don't know how to play yet. So just, just keep that in mind. Great game. A little bit of a learning curve for a newbie. Yeah, you might be better served playing American Wasteland. So instead of getting a... I mean, do you feel overwhelmed seeing that list of like 10 or 12 objectives in normal play? No, no, I don't. I don't feel overwhelmed... By the normal play. like So like you guys mentioned last week, you can turn on modifiers. And I actually made a point when I started playing to not use those modifiers. Because once you turn them on, especially if you're a new player, they're a big crutch. But again, for you guys who've played this before, you jump right in and it's just like bing, 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 and it's done. For someone like me, it took seven or eight runs of the warehouse just to even see where everything was before actually going like it took me a long time to get that fifth fire hydrant because I couldn't move mm -hmm. fast enough to get there because I didn't know how to build up special because when people say oh just do a manual that means literally nothing to me because I didn't play it years ago when the game didn't even have a manual in it until later iterations of the game so it um I mean, you figure it out. It, and again, it is fun. Like, I definitely enjoy playing it. But I enjoy playing it like a half hour at a time until my frustration meter fills up. And then I have to like put it aside and move to something else. And each time I play it, I do a little bit better. So I went from doing a combo that I got like 1200 points to I can get a 16,000 point combo going. But when a Hizo is in a multiplayer game getting a 1.2 million combo, it's a little overwhelming for a brand new player to the game. I could see that. And that, that's not where the multiplayer shines for sure. Uh, and I could almost say the same thing about any multiplayer. There's always going to be ringers out there. Mm -hmm. um, the difference is and... the ringers in this game have 20 some years of like background in their brains about it versus like it's only been out of a week and it's new for everybody. So we're all learning it at the same time. And some people just have more time to put into it. True, true. Um, any final thoughts from anybody at all? All right, perfect. Well, speaking um, of, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was going to say, speaking of a Heizo being a ringer, we also played some Rocket League afterwards. And I could confidently say that he sucks at that game. Heizo or Chip? Oh, Chip is, <laughs> is as bad at Rocket League as he is in uh, social uh, circumstances. So he's just really bad. 
Kush, you need to get into these Rocket League games with us at some point. Well, yeah, I I will because it's on my 90% list, but... um, (laughs) You don't have to be good. Don't worry. I don't want to drag people down uh, from playing the game to just help me get my achievements. People who have literally just started the game and joined the play. So what we do, if, if you're not familiar with Rocket League, you can play with up to eight people in a party and it's teams of four versus four. So what we will do is we'll all get into a party. It's just a standard 4v4 game. And once the game is ready, everyone just presses auto. So it automatically assigns you to a team. So the teams keep getting um, reformed. So you don't wind up having a team that's like Prue and Corey versus me and my brother. Because that would be a slaughter. Ideally, we want stuff to be more evened out. And it's worked out every time. There have been like one or two games where a team got killed. But otherwise, they've been close games. They go into overtime. And everyone just has a blast playing so don't worry about your lack of experience with the game i'm not worried about that i'm okay at the game it's just it's just i don't want to drag everyone down in terms of me saying hey guys no you need to form a tourney for me to get my one achievement or my two achievements when you guys really just want to go and play the game and laugh and stuff that could be yeah but we can help you with that yeah and then we'll just keep playing for fun afterwards is uh fufu is so bad at the game that he was just running into us and trying to kill us instead of trying to score because He's just yeah. off. Kenny plays the game like it's bumper cars. So he just looks for who he can destroy. And then Ahizo picked up Kenny's bad habits. So, But it was, but it was, it was nice time. playing with Ahizo and MDP. That was, that mm-hmm. was cool. Definitely. Well, all right. That will do it for the game showcase. So let's move on to some news. Like I said at the top of the show, like all good podcasts, we recorded last week only to be outdone by some of the biggest news of the year uh, dropping the next day and that would be a leak and then an official announcement of the xbox series s uh reveal and price point and uh eventually specs so the xbox series s is the uh the little cousin to the upcoming series x that we've have been hearing about uh for the better part of this year, uh, or actually since last year. Uh, and it is going to come in at a price of 299 us American dollars. Now this is pretty unprecedented. Uh, it's the smallest Xbox ever made. It is more powerful than, uh, the current generation as you might expect. Uh, and it has some same features of the Xbox Series X, even. Uh, pretty much the differences are that it has half the storage size, so a 512 gigabyte uh, NVMe uh, drive. Uh, it has the expansion slot, so you can expand it. It, it has a, a very similar CPU, obviously not as good of a GPU, but it's still a very good GPU. Uh, it is capable of doing 120 frames per second, um, at 144p uh, or 1440p, excuse me, uh, I believe, uh, which is really good, probably better than um, anything that you're going to be able to see on your monitors, anyways. Uh, and so, it really is kind of like the best deal I've probably have ever seen in, in gaming. Um, I, I can't remember some of those early days, 
uh, as I wasn't an adult and spent my own money, but uh, as an adult, this is extremely good, uh, good of a deal. Is there anything that you guys want to mention on the specs before uh, I talk a little bit more about the price? There are lots of numbers, and I don't understand what any of them mean. That said, the X is <laughs> very powerful. I mean, that's what we know, right? Like, video game consoles have always been kind of like a souped-up PC just for your gaming needs. And Digital Foundry, right, Nate? That's what you were talking about before? Yep, Digital Foundry. Just yeah, wait for them. They're eventually going to release a whole bunch of videos that show us the S versus the X versus the PS5. And that's really where, for those of us who are laymen about these numbers, we're going to actually see these differences. So I'm more excited for that end because 12 teraflops versus 4 teraflops. I know one is three times greater than the other, but I don't actually know what's that going to do to my experience with the game when all is said and done. Yeah, I think as far as the hardware goes, the important numbers to uh, you know to to read are that the S has half of the drive space as the X. Um, so if you are going to be playing those games that require that fancy fancy memory, um, you're only going to be able to have so many of them, and you're going to have to assume that they're larger because they're supporting you know better graphics and such uh, on. You know, you're going to want the X if you're going to have a lot of those games versus the S because you're going to have to just be swapping the games in and out uh, out of drive space in order to be able to play them. Um, and then also, I think I think Corey mentioned it, that the graphics power of the S is not as high as the X. So if you don't have a you know top of the line TV or gaming monitor, maybe the S is perfect for you. Yep. Another thing to note that I, I didn't mention is that the S is all digital there is no disk drive so uh that's obviously a uh a factor i don't know if it's a bit as big of a factor as uh it, it used to be um i i have a a collection of maybe 20 physical games uh i actually was considering um kind of getting an s because how cheap it is and uh kind of just saying goodbye to them uh, even though some of them are in their fancy plastic wrap still um so yeah so that is uh, obviously another factor in it i think there was some other confusion between the two because it was noted somewhere that backwards compatibility would be different between the series s and the series x but it really just had something to do with how they would look not that different games would be available but the way they might be upscaled would would vary depending on the console and i right oh go ahead mm-hmm. I was just going to say, uh, if I understand it correctly, so you know how we have the Xbox One X, and it has its own uh, enhancements, right? The Xbox Series S won't be able to run, I don't know if it won't be able to run is the right terminology, it won't run the Xbox One X enhancements. Um, so uh, as far as like a downplay goes, I don't know if, if that's really true. We kind of have to wait for those specific like digital foundry tests to see uh but but it, it is in terms of, of that it can't play the the or it won't play the one x enhancements uh on the series s well and i wonder how much of that is to your point earlier Corey. like if you don't have the right monitor for it will that difference be noticeable and how many of these things are really only noticeable when you're watching the digital foundry side by side versus things you would actually recognize when you're playing one way or the other 
Right, yeah. I think if you are rocking a, an OG X1 or even an S, I think the Series S is probably a fantastic upgrade all around. Now, the X, the the 1X to the Series S, I think there I think there is benefits to that upgrade. I don't know if if you would see it as much. Um, and, and that statement that we just talked about is the only one that's really convincing me to like. I just need to hold off. You know, get the Series X. Don't don't go from a one X to an S. Just go from a one X to an X. You know. Well, another thing to consider is the form factor. Um, <clears throat> the S is smaller than like uh, you know a current day S. Um, so if you, for whatever reason, the way you store it, if you have to store it uh, lying flat and you don't have a foot of clearance in your entertainment center, then, um, you know, maybe, maybe you want to think about that S over the X. Maybe that's another factor you have to take into play. But I was just, I was looking at my entertainment center today. Uh, once I looked up the stats, it is the X is going to be 12 inches tall and six inches wide and six inches deep. Um, so just making sure that you have that room set aside, uh, in your entertainment center may be an issue. I also, I know people who travel a lot for work or whatever, and will pack a game console. They have like a games case with a screen or whatever else. So if, if portability maybe is a thing, it's obviously going to be easier to carry an S and less expensive. So if heaven forbid something happens to it, uh, you're not out quite as much as you would be otherwise. But, uh, I don't think you mentioned the prices yet, right? No, not yet. And so that's uh, I, I did mention like the out the first price of the S, um, and and but it is just a conversation in and of itself. The the S will be three hundred dollars uh, U.S. two hundred fifty pounds, um, and then whatever conversion for other countries. Uh, while that is super super cheap, um, and I, I'm I'm saying like these, it's, some of these are are a little different. I, I'm, I'm not a PC gamer, but I, uh, I am in the PC gaming world or adjacent to it. And so like these, these fancy 3000 series RTX cards were just revealed. The cheapest one is like maybe 450 bucks for a graphics card. And you're getting all of this stuff, which this is obviously uh custom stuff, but I think it will rival uh, those graphics cards. Cause like I said, the series S the the lowest next gen console is doing 1440p at 60 frames per second uh up to 120 frames per second and that's just bonkers uh even on good graphics cards today uh and so the this price point of 300 bucks is ridiculous um when you compare it to that uh but while as cheap as it is uh it is like it, it, there are hard times where people can't just drop 300 bucks right now uh and not to say that they Microsoft did this on a whim. I'm this had to have been in the works since probably the One X because they kind of did it then. Uh, there's an all access program. Uh, this all access program lets you get an Xbox Series S for twenty five dollars a month, uh, an Xbox Series X for thirty five dollars a month. And while you're thinking that these rent-a-center type programs are bad deals, they typically are. This actually comes out on top. Uh, when you do the math, you are getting the system and the game, uh, as well as game pass ultimate for two years. And I, uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think it's maybe like 60, uh, for the S and 20 for the X cheaper 
than what you'd be paying for these services outright with the consoles that you will own in two years. You don't, it's not like you're borrowing or renting it. You will own it at that point. Um, and, uh, game pass ultimate just kind of upgraded itself. Uh, and you're getting all of that for two years and I'm talking X cloud and, and included EA play, which used to be called EA access. Uh, all of that is included, uh, for this at a, a very low monthly cost. Uh, do you have any other details about that, Nate? I do. Um, yeah, it's a 24-month uh, lease type issue. You cannot use just your credit card. You have to use the approved creditor uh, for your location. So in the U.S., that's going to be um, somebody. I can't remember who. Is it Citibank? <laughs> I think it is Citibank. Yeah, it's Citizens One. Uh, you have to go through their line of credit, which is owned by Citizens Bank. And, of course, if you're in uh, uh, the UK or Australia or New Zealand, you have to use whatever you know the equivalent is there. And you have no choice over that. But at least in the U.S., uh, the financing uh, through Citizens One says that there's no application fee, no annual fee, no late fees, no early repayment fees. And, however, if you are late on payments, they're going to report it to the credit bureau. I suggest you don't do that. Um, if you are going to go through this option, pay on time is what I would recommend, even if they're not going to charge you extra for it. But it's pretty cool that it doesn't seem like you're going to be, you know, charged interest uh, as you're getting this. So um, as far as being able to pick this up, it used to be just Microsoft stores is the only place you could do this all access before uh, they were no longer a thing. Now they are partnering, at least in the U S with Best Buy, Walmart, Target. And I think they're going to be targeting, uh, partnering with Amazon. Currently Amazon doesn't have a page up for it yet. Uh, in the UK, they're partnering with game and Smith's toys and in Australia and New Zealand, uh, it's Telstra, which I've never heard of. So you said there's no early repayment issue. So you could conceivably sign up for this, get approved for the line of credit and just pay the whole thing down. Cause that's my, like I'm that way with phones too, right? Like if I get a phone, a new phone, like I need to pay that whole thing upfront. I don't like having incremental things. Is that something you could do in this case and also enjoy the benefit of the lower cost? Or are you going to have to make 24 monthly recurring payments? Well, I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to buy it outright. So I haven't really. I mean, that's where I'm headed out too. <laughs> yeah, because because I'm already locked into um, my Xbox Ultimate until sometime at the end of 2021. Um, like this doesn't really help me much. So um, so I don't know about those those weird kind of edge cases. Like you know, can I you know do the twenty five dollars a month, but then just pay it all off because I hit the lottery or whatever, or I you know I'm just being sneaky. Uh, I don't know if they allow you that. I do know that based off of the wordage that I saw, they're not going to charge you more if you do that. So maybe they're okay with it. Maybe. I mean, I think this whole... Um, wait, are, were you done there? I don't want to go off on a tangent if you were... That was it. So th this whole thing with the Xbox Series X and the Series S is interesting because right, the, the underlying story here too, though, is that anything when these consoles come out, it's still coming out for your Xbox One, right? Your Xbox One X. Like, there's no content coming out on November 10th, right, is the release date, um, that you can't play on consoles you already own. Uh, but they haven't said anything about what this is going to do the, to the price of the consoles that are already out there, because you have to imagine that they would decrease those prices too, right, in accordance with these new consoles coming out. And if you're a buyer... 
and you can get all the same games on the previous hardware, does this seem like it might be a little counterproductive for Microsoft that people might, if, if somebody doesn't own an Xbox currently, they'll be like, oh, well, I can buy this one for 200 and it works and they won't buy into the new console generation? Well, I mean, uh, I think Microsoft really only cares about selling you Game Pass Ultimate I agree. Uh, when it comes down to it. So if you buy the cheaper console now, um, keep in mind the at least it used to be that the all access would allow you to upgrade from your one. I think after a year for twenty dollars, you could upgrade to the newer console. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't think they really care. Um, and if the you know the games that are only going to be playable on the X and the uh, Series S. Um, are, are a couple years out, maybe. I mean, maybe that's better for you. I don't really I, know what to say. Right, just a question for discussion. I'm obviously buying in day one because, you know, I don't know better. But, like, I, I'm just, I'm curious what that might do for all that because there's got to be some bigger picture thinking going on because it's, uh, Xbox's market share is still a significantly smaller portion of the video game market than it was when we went from 360 to Xbox one. And I imagine just game pass is obviously the big seller. That's where they're headed. Um, but we still don't know what Sony's counter move is yet. Right. Like they still haven't announced anything price wise. We've just seen the giant image of their giant console. Funny that you should mention that uh, because we are going to get podcasted and tomorrow they're going to oh, announce that. Oh no. So what yep. do you think we're going to see? I think we're going to see a price. I think we're going to see a whole bunch of fun stuff like that. They're what kind try of to, price do you think they might? Do you think they're going to match the? I think their digital will be comparable. I think that they're. Um, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think. think so. I don't think they can go that low. I think they're all digital will be comparable somewhere in the middle of the two. I don't. We have. We never got any specs on it, right? Because as far as I know, it's a PS5 without a disc drive. Yeah. The same. Uh, otherwise, it's the same specs. Uh, I don't think they could go as low as 300 bucks. They'd be losing a lot of money per console if they cut it that deep. Do you see them like putting the PS5 out for like 450 just to, or whatever it is, just to undercut? Like, because it's, we talked about this a little bit before recording. So obviously in different times, this all would have been announced at E3, right? We would have known already because at the big show, they're going to make those announcements. Now both companies have kind of been playing a game of marketing chicken with each other to see who's going to jump first and Microsoft did. So do you think Sony's just, they have a bigger part of the market share. They do have more of those original IPs that people want. So, you know, so it's said out there, do you think they're just going to hold their ground at whatever it was before? Or do you think they are going to respond to Microsoft's price points? In my fantasy world, they're going to match the price and then Microsoft will be like, ah, you got us. We're going to give it to you for 50 cheaper. And I'm just going to be laughing. Okay. That's my fantasy world. What do you think, Corey? I guess I would hate to see it be undercut. I just, uh, I, I just don't think it's a realistic thing. I, I don't. I, while not knowing everything that goes on in the PlayStation world, I try to keep an eye on it, and I know that they've had some manufacturing problems, and then there's obviously COVID, uh, and I've heard that they're trying to pay more to fly more systems in because there's, I guess, a shortage than what they originally wanted. Um, and so I just don't know if they could do the undercut. So, and actually I really hope it doesn't happen. Uh, 
So I, I think that their their big boy will have to match. They, they, uh, they surely they know they can't go higher. Uh, their their digital edition that one's kind of up in the air. If it is the same guts as uh, the 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 true PlayStation Five, then uh, I could see maybe fifty bucks cheaper there. A hundred sounds more like marketable, uh, but I definitely don't see them putting out a three hundred dollar console. What do you think, Ali? Of any opinion on this topic at all or is it just that once everything's said and done you're purchasing a new xbox at some point and that's it i think it's now or never to get a playstation vita all right no i think that they're going to make it the same price also and then the uh the poor saps at gamestop have to try to uh explain to the moms which one's better and why do you think the poor saps at gamestop do that like i yes. i didn't work at a gamestop but as an Xbox owner, the thing I'm going to try to put over to somebody purchasing something is an Xbox because that's what I play and enjoy and what I know and what I can more effectively sell because a PlayStation comes down to, well, it has God of War and I hear that's pretty good. Like, do you really think like they take the time to educate themselves on the different consoles and the specs and the in and outs or they just say this is what I have at home? So you'll probably enjoy that, too. There's definitely no education going yeah. on there. <laughs> like, like they, they it, tell you about so what they know. It's so easy. It's so easy to sell an Xbox with a Game Pass subscription, uh, and if you already had it previously, guess what? All your controllers work. All your peripherals probably work. Um, with the PlayStation, you're starting over again. You know, you have to buy new games and new more controllers. Like, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they would ever sell Xbox. And, and you know, you know what? It kind of it's funny to think about uh, going to an Xbox or going to a GameStop, getting an Xbox with all access, with two years of Game Pass, and like, you know, thanks for the console. I'll never use your store again. I don't have to. Uh, but I don't know. I, From my experiences, they're not educated employees enough to to do that. It, to, even to make an argument for both cases, they always seem to stick to one, and uh, it's usually not Xbox. All right. Well, I, I do look forward to the PlayStation event uh, that will happen before. At this point, uh, a couple of days ago when the podcast came out, we will be sure to talk about that next week and uh, just to just to get a little taste of what they what they gave us. Uh, moving on, let's talk about some sales. I don't have anything. I'm going to be the foo foo of the episode. Uh, I'll talk about some new Game Pass stuff. But uh, L, did you see anything on the sales list this week? Um, no. I thought it was very weak sales. It was a weak week for sales. I think I think so, yeah. But I'm sure uh, I'm sure Nate will will figure something out. Yeah, I saw some things. Um, Hovership Havoc. I believe Kenny talked about that before. It's five dollars down from ten. It's a shmup, so you know I'm interested. Uh, it's thirty achievements. Um, more on why that's important later and it's 2436 ta although people have completed it so it is doable if you like shmups uh knee deep is four dollars and fifty cents not 450 as i have a typo here out of fifteen dollars where it used to be fifteen dollars it is a visual novel it's six to eight hours it has a walkthrough and it has 43 achievements i want to keep this in mind for later Mecco Tales, $1 down from 5 uh, It's a run-and-gun, 2-3 to three hours with 11 achievements. That's worth two days of a particular contest. Uh, Plague Road, uh, $2 down from 10 It is a strategy turn-based 
game. It's 10 to 12 hours. And I know that Mecho Tales and Playgrode are from the same developer publisher, uh, and they normally come out in combo deals. I don't know that there's a package deal for them this time, um, but $3 for these two games is, you know, that's kind of hard to not look at. Yeah, I want Mecho Tales. It's a dollar. <laughs> you can play that on a computer too, right? I'm not sure about that. Just say yes. The, yeah, say sure. Okay, yes. What's this ailment game? That's a zero to one hour, uh, $6.50. Twin stick shooter. Super easy. I guess it's a twin stick shooter. You're walking <laughs> around and shooting stuff. How many sticks are you using? Uh, and, and yes, uh, Mecco Tales is play anywhere. Right. Uh, Michelle, anything for you? Uh, or did Elle put these on your list? Uh, no, I put one game on my list and that's because I've heard you guys speaking about it before and that's Oceanhorn Monster of Uncharted Seas. It is currently $6.74 marked down from 15. I listened to Kush talk recently about how he finally finished fishing for everything and got the game done and uh, Corey this would be a 90% entry for you if you wanted to get back into it. Uh, I, you know I'm not doing well right now playing and focusing on stuff that's new a lot of it's been kind of dive in dive out and i go back to the same kind of comfort food style games and it seems like this might have some of that quality and at that kind of discount it seems okay now you both have played it is is that a fair price or would you recommend still avoiding oh no that's excellent i second your recommendation yep it's a good price i wouldn't have paid 15 dollars on a phone to play it uh but seven dollars on a console for sure i mean for at that time, um, a Zelda clone on the Xbox, that's a fantastic price. You know, there, there are new games out now that probably do Zelda better, definitely do Zelda better than Oceanhorn, but yeah, that's a great price. All right, and going on to the Game Pass uh, game pass uh, stuff. <laughs> Some of these games are have... Game Pass. There's <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. a joke in there somewhere. Yeah. 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 So for the additions, we have Hot Shot Racing. This is a brand new game, it just came. Day one, two game pass. That is on the console. Stranger Things 3 is now on the console. Previously, it was only on the PC game pass. And the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics is on console and PC uh, game pass. Uh, returning is Black Desert. So that is an MMO. Uh, and if that, uh, if you started that before on game pass, well, it is back for you to continue. Coming soon, we have Company of Heroes 2 on PC. Uh, Destiny 2, Shadow, Keep, and Forsaken expansion. So this is everything that is out on Destiny. You won't have to pay anything for it if you are on Game Pass. Uh, and that will also be on xCloud, so you can uh, do Android and uh, console. Uh, and just a good thing to note, you know, Destiny has those uh, timed events. Maybe somebody is uh, selling something only for today, only for this weekend. Uh, pop on your phone, especially if you're out of town, uh, get what you need done and uh and go but uh that is coming that's a big one uh personally for me uh halo 3 odst is now on uh the pc master chief collection um and i guess it will be x cloud 2 that's how it question mark <laughs> it seems like that's uh when xbox tweets out or posts game pass updates when they include android as one of the uh, console options, it's implying that it's an X Cloud. 
right, so there we go. Halo 3 on your phone. Uh, additionally, we have Night in the Woods. That's coming soon to xCloud, console PC, and Warhammer Vermintide 2 as well. Uh, leaving, so these are, this is the Game Pass section. Uh, we have uh, Bad North, Dirt Rally 2.0, Dishonored 2, and Ukulele, and then West Rado, uh, Double Barreled. Uh, I, I am personally going to be revisiting West Dorado. That game is very good. I recommend that you take your some time in the next two weeks. I think you have till the end of September uh, and check out West Dorado. Um, I, and if, if it leaves, I, I'll be happy paying, uh, paying these devs uh, the money for this. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I uninstalled Goner and I installed Bad North. So that's my next oh, short gosh. term. Yeah. To be honest, though, Bad North is probably better than regular North. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. so you do have that. To it's look not so bad to. North. You're right. <laughs> contest. Uh, we have some contest uh, wrapping up and starting and, and ongoing. So uh, we have P Tarts annual birthday bash challenge 2020 edition. That is officially over. Uh, first place went to crazy. They got 39,500 gamer score in what? one week. So that's pretty crazy, crazy. Uh, fifth place, uh, would, so if you recall, uh, she gives prizes out based off place uh, placement in the leaderboard. Uh, so it's not all like one person gets everything or you have to be uh, super competitive. You can uh, kind of strategically try to place in these to win. Uh, and so fifth place was a prize, and that went to Kitty Skies and Nova Todd. They, uh, they scored the same amount of gamer score. Eighth place went to Redemption, and then 35th place, Laos Domini uh, was that winner. Uh, Gamer Tech Challenge, Nate, why don't you let us know how the month of September is going? Just want to mention that next year, I think we should all tie for fifth place. Everybody. <laughs> everybody in the contest go for fifth. I'm good with that. Yeah, let's I'm do that. fine with this um, strategy. Poor Sarah. <laughs> yeah, she'll never know. She'll never know. <laughs> Gamer Tag Challenge uh, this month is September, and our Gamer Tag is Hat90. Uh, he has chosen any game in the Forza Horizon series because that is the best side of the Forza series. Uh, and that other side doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. Uh, in the bonus, we're talking sporting chance. Any achievement containing sporting gear has a word in the title. Example, ball, bat, uh, one per game. So if you have a game that has a whole bunch of sports equipment, um, yeah, you only get one of those. And for the bonus bonus, we're talking about the Hatton trick. It's linking to a leaderboard where you are in the top 10 it needs to be at the end of the month. So you can't just, you know, float the beginning of the month and think you're good. Just make sure at the end of the month that you're in the top 10 and it can be as specific as you need it to be. Uh, if that, you know, falls to, um, combined genres or certain locations, whatever, uh, you know, be like Hatton and get yourself high on a leaderboard. Now, is that one? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention that that's worth five draws and you can only do that one time. So make it fun. So is that just for leaderboards that you would have to select and track on TA or would that include a game leaderboard? So if you're one of the top 10 completers for a game, it you're on that list. So that's OK. Nah, this this is just for regular old leaderboards, not for um, user leaderboards, and not for any of those, um, you know, deaths in Black the Fall or anything. <laughs> okay. Well, it is that time of uh, year again, and we have an official 
TA competition that has just started up. Um, so we got the reminder last week and we registered uh, and starting uh, the beginning of this week uh, was LeapFrog. Uh, this year, LeapFrog is a little different. You need to earn an achievement uh, on day one and then each day after that, you have to earn an additional achievement. So uh, the badge this year is for completing 10 days worth without missing a day. Uh, so that's going to be 55 achievements uh, in total uh, by the, on the 10th day. Uh, with that 10th day, you have to get at least 10 achievements. Uh, you get it. It's easy enough. Um, so good luck to everybody who is in that. Uh, I look forward to seeing how crazy the community gets past uh the badge day it just one clarification with that in case people weren't aware if you earn four achievements on day two you still only need to earn three achievements on day three so it's not uh relative to what you've earned it's just the number of days that the contest is up to correct yeah just a static uh just a static number that you'll have to get uh overachievers and, uh you can do whatever you want and the winner gets uh, a month of TA Pro for as many months as uh, uh, one month for each day that day. they last. Yeah, in the competition, yeah. that's going to be a lot. Oh, interesting for that one person. Yep. Yeah, that one probably crazy soul. be well over a hundred. I imagine. I enjoy in these contests though seeing how many people within our community wind up being in these top numbers. So I'm excited to see who surprises us by being that guy or girl who puts in a 60-day streak or whatever it's going to wind up being. This is a good time if you haven't used those console command games to, to break those out. Yeah, so I've been waiting for something <laughs> just like this to make fun of other people that do it. And I have seen a couple uh, new people into the Discord, and so if you've stumbled across the podcast or you know, you're know you just kind of getting started, uh, we do have a Discord. Uh, you should check the show notes for the link. But we have a, a channel specifically for TA contest. So if that is your thing, if you are going to be going strong in Leapfrog, uh, I, I invite you to come to the Discord and uh, let us cheer you on. Uh, we can help you with strategize or uh, just, you know, chill in any other channel we have. But that is a thing. Yeah, definitely. We have people who can carry other people through achievements and things like that. We like these community efforts to get someone we know at the top of these leaderboards. That's right. Uh, another channel we have in the Discord is Brad Camp, and uh, this week we're going to start with Michelle. She's going to tell us about completions. Proclamation boy. <laughs> Brad Camp. Uh, all right, we've got a whole bunch of completion milestones to read here. So the Alpha Seagull has reached 40 completed games, had 90, not in the top 10 leaderboard, but has completed 55 games. El Sock, who was new as of last week and now is not so new, 95 completed games. Wheezy Fuzz, 150. Retro Chief, 1969, 195 completed games. Mark B with 195 completed games. Philip Wendell at 255. Kush, who's sitting right over there, he's completed 270 games. Northern Lass at 310. Bastion Reader at 335. Big L, who's also sitting over there, has 510 completed games. Matism at 525. Triple Triad at 645. And X, the hero, tops this particular list at 735 completed games. That is a lot of completions. Um, for completion percentage, Chesno has reached a brand new completion milestone, uh, a completion percentage milestone of 21%. 
So good job, Chesno. And El Sock, he's hit a completion percentage milestone of 40%. Finally, in terms of TA ratio, Facial LaFleur has reached the very respectable TA ratio of 1.9. Going on to my favorite thing, streaks. Uh, Officer Zero, Ice Fire TN, Northern Lass, Michael KV, Alex RD, Chewy on Ice, AZ Mongoose, and that's the end of that list, have all hit 10-day achievement win streaks. Amazing. Ben L72, it's a spectacular. Ben L72 is on 150 days worth of achievement. Uh, Enigma Gamer 77 is on 650 days, and our very own Matrarch is on 2,550 days. She's sitting right over there. She is. Yeah. Uh, sitting right over here in my chair is me, and uh, I'm going to talk about Achievements 1 as well. Unstoppable KD has hit 7,500 Achievements 1. Skeptical Mario, 11,500. Freaky RO, 12,500. Bastion Reader at 15,500. And then What the Fug at 17,000 Achievements 1. Not to be outdone by NBA Kirkland at 26,000 <laughs> Achievements 1. Hashtag page break. And triple triad 777 at 29,000 Achievements 1. In gamer score, we have the Alpha Seagull with the new milestone of 45,000 gamer score. Hat 90, 155,000. X Jester, 175,000. L Sock has reached two milestones of 195, but no. He's also got 200,000 gamer score. Chesno, 230 gamer score. Mr. P Tart, 310,000. Fareem Hole with 360,000. Matthew Hoo Hoo, oh, oh, 430,000. MDP 73 with the 490,000. Buffs with the 500,000. The Joe Dean with the 510,000. Legohead 1977 has 600,000 gamer score. Facial of Floor has 610,000 gamer score. Fighter X93 Chipapapa has 630,000. A Walk of Hell with 770,000 gamer score. And Elroy OMJ with 1,050,000 gamer score. Sorry, I forgot to pause. Elroy OMJ. Love that Meh. guy. Did that thing. Oh. In TA score, <laughs> we have the Alpha Seagull with 50,000 true achievement score. I need to go pie. 220,000. That's exactly how you say it. Yeah. He loves that pie. (laughs) Hat 90 with the 270,000. Chesna with the 290,000 TA. AZ Mongoose with the 320. Hawkeye Berry 20 with the 490,000. Wheezy Fuzz with the 610,000. I probably should have trimmed this down. P Tart TX with 640,000. Matthew Who with 660,000. Northern Lass with the 660,000. MDP 73 with a 780. Mike Pitch with the 810,000. Uh, we don't need to read this next guy. A Heizo with 860,000, <laughs> who then outdoes himself with 870,000. And Vulgar Latin with 1 million. Then comes the page break. Facial LaFleur with 1,160,000. Kingsman 2645 uh, with the 1,220,000. Uh, we like Prue. Why not? Prue with the 1,350,000. Israel 102 with the 1,440,000. Toad Style Venom with the 1,450,000. Triple Triad 777 with the 1,470,000. X The Hero with 1,510,000 true achievement score. Wakapale with the 1,540,000 true achievement score. And finally, Jimbot UK <laughs> with the 1,790,000 true achievement score. 
I will be trimming that down next time. And leaderboards, Waka Pales is now in the top 10 of the TA leaderboard for cycling. That's it. <laughs> All right, I lied. I had to trim <clears> something. <throat> Mark B, if that is your real name, is now in the top 50 of the TA leaderboard for cycling. And as well, top 10 England TA leaderboard for cycling. Koosh is now in the top 200 of the TA leaderboard for platformer and roguelite. Alpha Seagull's in the top 100,000 of the TA leaderboard for fighting. I Need to Go P is in the top 50,000 for Gamerscore leaderboard. Chesno, top 500 of the England TA leaderboard for fighting. They are doing a lot of fighting over in that Chewy's Challenge, I gotta say. And the Alpha Seagull in the top 2,000 of the New York TA leaderboard for action adventure. Wow, that's amazing. All right, we are done. Another episode in the books. Uh, if you forgot where to find us, we are on all the places, Twitch, Twitter, Discord, uh, Patreon, if you want to support us financially. Uh, I just want to highlight Twitch real quick. Uh, we are still streaming at least four days of the week. We have a nice little It Came From Game Pass on Tuesdays, a co-op session on Wednesdays. I stream whatever on Thursdays, usually ID at Xbox Games, and Fridays are Foof's Potluck, if you will. Uh, they are always fun, and uh, if you uh, just want to know whenever we're going live, we usually post in Discord, but you can also put the little notification bell on Twitch, and uh, it'll tell you uh, whenever that happens. So we hope to see you there. Oh, all right. I am uh, I'm, I'm done, and uh, I hope you are too. And with that, class is dismissed. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hey, you're a great crowd. Thank you. Thank you and thank you. Hey, waka waka. Hmm? Hello. I'm Wakapale, giving you another Game Pass recommendation. On the 1st of April 2020, Totally Reliable Delivery Service was released day one into Game Pass. Many described it as human fall flat, but delivering packages in an open world instead of besting levels. I was intrigued and jumped headfirst into the game and completed it in two days with little effort. While the controls and at first movement feel similar to Human Fall Flat, you quickly learn that totally reliable delivery service controls significantly worse. Grabbing stuff is unreliable and the physics often go haywire, sending you, your package and or vehicle flying at high speed in a random direction. While the player is invulnerable, the packages are not and sometimes semi-spontaneously break as the physics engines pass out. Most deliveries provide you with a vehicle, but you can bring your own or just make the delivery on foot, which is sometimes both faster and easier. The base game features 100 different deliveries, which grade you bronze, silver or gold depending on how fast you were, or in some cases how little damage the package sustained. The final gold-based achievement is at 30 golds, but you'll want to get to 50 
to unlock the UFO, which sort of breaks the game, trivializing most of the deliveries. Goals can be challenging to get, but only a handful of the deliveries are actually difficult to do, at least on a bronze level. While playing solo provides a much more reliable and predictable experience, it is far more fun in co-op and potentially quicker. The online services are unfortunately not the most reliable, but they are considerably better today than they were at launch. Progression is handled very well among co-op participants, and most miscellaneous achievements unlock for everyone. The only achievements you have to do yourself in a co-op session is to drop your pants, fart on a biplane, and customize your character. Deliveries are tracked for everyone and can be tackled in any order. You do have to make 100 unique deliveries for what is most likely your penultimate achievement. The game has a list of all your delivery scores and you can easily add checkpoints to find deliveries you haven't done yet. While the list is useful, it doesn't really help you geographically and picking one of your unfinished ones often points you to the other side of the game world. The world is sprawling but can quickly be traversed with vehicles. The game usually lets you know where the closest unfinished delivery is if you idle for a while after finishing another delivery. Totally Reliable Delivery Service has 30 additional DLC deliveries, but the DLC don't come with any extra achievements. They do, however, count for the 100 unique deliveries, making it possible to skip a few of the tougher deliveries in the main game. I've also heard only the host needs to have the DLC and anyone who joins their game can play it. TA estimates the completion to 8 to 10 hours, but it can vary several hours in either direction depending on the skill of you or your co-op bodies. With Game Pass inflation, Totally Reliable Delivery Service has 1000 game score worth 3500 TA with over 2000 TA earnable in around 30 minutes. I highly recommend dipping your toes into the game, as it can give you most of its achievements in very little time, but the completion requires a bit of dedication, at least unless you have someone else to do everything for you. Have a nice day everyone!